Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being encouraged, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be encouraged in Christ. Hello, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about the assurance of salvation. And it really hit home for me last night that no matter how much a person grows up in church or they are surrounded by other believers, they have to believe and know that their salvation is secure on their own. And I say that because last night I was doing devotional time with my sister-in-law, who is 15, and my daughter who is 11, almost 12. And we were just having conversation based around the devotional video that we watched. And my daughter, I asked her, I said, what's something in your relationship with God that you feel like you've prayed about and he hasn't answered? And her response actually shocked me and it really made me aware of how much more I need to have in-depth conversations with her about her faith. She said that she wasn't sure if she was going to heaven. She wasn't sure that her salvation was secure. And I explained to her that her belief in Jesus Christ and the fact that she decided to get baptized was security enough, was all she needed to do in order to ensure that her salvation was secure. And we went into conversation about that. So this morning I went and I found the verses in her Bible for her and I highlighted them and I laid them out for her to see and know that you have done all that you need to do. You know, I revealed to her the truth, that truth in scripture. So today we're going to go through the same process um, and just evaluate your belief and your understanding, whatever it is that you have on your mind and heart, be open and honest with God and ask him for the wisdom and understanding that you need to move forward in your relationship with him. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, thank you so much for the gift of life, Lord. Lord, thank you that all we need to do is confess our faith and believe in you, Father God. Thank you for making our salvation possible. And Lord, I just pray that as we get ready to go through this lesson, Father God, you will speak clearly to me and to your people who are listening. Lord, I pray that if there's anything that I get wrong, you make it right, Father God. And I pray that your people will be open to hearing from you and receive what it is that you have for them. And Lord, I just thank you again for using me. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so... My first question that I want you to think about is, how do you know that you are saved? And what must you do to be saved? You know, and for my mature Christians, that may seem like a very simple or basic question. But we often need to make sure that the enemy doesn't come and plant those seeds of doubt that grow and mature in our life. That we know and we are always combating the enemy's thoughts with truth. So how do you know that you are saved and what must you do to be saved? You know, becoming saved is the easy part. It's growing and accepting and understanding the faith is when it becomes tricky. Being saved seems so simplistic to many people. 
So they doubt and they question as they grow and try to understand the faith because a lot of it is not easily explained. We we need to always make sure that we're going to God in prayer and being honest and open with other believers that surround us when we doubt and when we have questions about our faith and the security of our faith. So simple things as asking how confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord enough to give us eternal life. What is eternal life? You know, I think that for so long in the Christian faith or in in some denominations, I don't know because I don't know all of them, asking certain questions or asking about the faith can be frowned upon because it's as if you're doubting. It's as if you're questioning what the faith is or you're questioning um God when in fact that's not the truth. It's important that we ask those questions so that way we have a better understanding of what it means to be in relationship with God and what it means to have confidence in knowing that our life and our where our eternal life is secure. So whatever questions you have, ask those questions. Like for me, for years I knew about John 3:16 and I had it memorized. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. I heard this verse so often that I'd had to put forth very little effort to memorize it because every church I went into, it was proclaimed. Every person that I knew, whether they were a devout Christian or not, knew this verse. Football players wear this this verse on their faces when they're playing games. You know, this is a popular common verse that everybody knows, but it had no significant meaning to me. It was just head knowledge. I I knew it, but it didn't connect to my heart. I didn't have heart knowledge. And I wanted to make sure that we understand the difference between having head knowledge and having heart knowledge. You can know without a doubt in your mind that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. If we believe in him, we would have eternal life. It's one thing to know that everybody knows that, you know, that's not something that's a secret in our society or our nation. But it's one thing, again, to have that head knowledge. And it's another thing to apply that knowledge to your heart and to live that truth. You know, so as you're thinking about your salvation, I want you to think about how many verses you know that confirms that you're saved because you believe in Jesus Christ, but you haven't connected those verses to your heart where you actually live that truth. You know, so first we're going to turn to first John and we're going to read chapter five, verses 11 through 15. First John chapter five, 11 through 15. And it says, and this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. And we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us, When we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. So 
to sum up those verses, it's saying those who have the son of God living in them have God's eternal life right now. When you decide to accept Christ at that moment, you have eternal life. You enjoy the presence of God's spirit. And we, they, you, us, we have the guarantee of eternity with God. So that moment that you decide that Christ is my Lord and Savior and you accept him as being your Lord and Savior, you confess that you accept him as being the master of your life, then at that moment, you have secured your eternity. You don't have to go and jump through hoops. You don't have to be the most righteous person in the church. You don't have to go through leaps and bounds. At that moment that you confess in your heart that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you have done all that you need to do to secure your salvation. So what does this mean to you? You know, now that you know that, what does this mean to you? Can you breathe now? Can you release that pressure of feeling like you have to be perfect in order to get into heaven? Think about what does having eternal life mean to you? What does having your salvation secure mean to you? And then another thing I wanted you to think about is what does it mean to have the son of God living in you? You know, for me is when I accept Christ as my savior, he took a residence in my heart. He's in my heart and in my mind. He's a part of my being. My being merges with the spirit of God, meaning my spirit, my the, what makes me up. What some people will call it my personality, my conscience, whatever you want to call it, my spirit or my being. It merges with the spirit of God. So. I'm not only living for myself. I am not making choices on my own. There's someone within me who's leading me and guiding me in the choices that I make. And we'll talk about that when we go into Romans in a second. But for right now, I want us to go to John, not first John, but John chapter one. And we're going to read verses 12 through 13. John chapter one, verses 12 and 13. And it says, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are born not of a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. And these verses are teaching us that we are saved based on the works of Christ and not by anything that we can do to deserve it. This was God's plan. We may not always understand how God does. It says my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. We may not always be able to explain in human wisdom why God made certain decisions or why God chose for things to be a certain way. But what we can know is that we are flawed. We needed redemption because we couldn't create that on our own. God provided that redemption for us through Jesus Christ. If we accept that, then that's all we have to do. Christ has done the rest of it, you know, and we did absolutely nothing to deserve it. No matter how good we try to be, we are still flawed and we can't earn our righteousness. And then let me read this again so that way I can know where it is. It says in verse 13, they are reborn, not with a physical birth, resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. And I wanted to spend a few minutes and well, a few seconds, whatever, to talk about 
this rebirth. You know, we know that it's not us going back inside of our mother's womb and, and being rebirthed, but rebirth is the transformation in Christ. You know, we, we go through this transformation when we allow God into our heart and allow him to change the things that doesn't make us like him. So when we when we accept Christ and become a Christian, a Christ follower, God's ultimate goal is to make us more like Christ. We are to become the image of Christ, the image of God. We are God's image. So he slowly transforms us into being God's image. And often it's painful, just like childbirth. You know, you go through, think about a woman stages of delivery and pregnancy or the birth. When that woman conceives this child or this, these people conceive this child, that child within its mother's womb is developed and grows and matures until a point where he or she is ready to be birthed into this world. And once that child goes through that birthing process, it's a difficult journey. It's a painful journey, but it's worth it. And then once that child is here, that child still has to go through molding and transforming and being developed into the person that those parents are molding he or she to be same thing in our relationship with God you know we go through these different transitions where God is molding us and transforming us to be more like Christ so that's what a rebirth is going through the process of being remade or transformed to be more like Christ so we're going to go to Romans chapter 8 verses 14 through 17 and it says for all who are led by the spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. These verses are to remind us that we have an intimate relationship with God and we inherit many of the promises and blessings of God. You know, but what stood out to me was in verse 15, where it says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. And I want you to think about what are the effects of slavery? You know, we hear songs like break every chain and we hear I'm free in Christ. But what does that mean for you? What are the effects of slavery? When I think about slavery, I think about not being in control of my own body not being in control of my daily actions, not being in control of anything, but something else or someone else is in control of me. And we often don't think about the sin in our life as slavery. We don't think about um, financial mismanagement or debt as being slavery. Um, you don't think about addictions as slavery. We think about 
all these different things that we allow to control us and those things put us in bondage those things make us into slaves because those things have control over our thoughts and our actions so i want you to think about that what are some things that can cause us to become slaves you know what are some things in your life that are causing you to be in bondage and then something else i wanted to point out where it says instead you receive god's spirit when he adopted you as his own children so when i think about adoption i think about how a child that is adopted into a family gets all the rights and privileges that are will be given to a natural child you know so jesus is god's natural child that is his son and we are adopted into the family so we have been given the same rights and privileges as jesus you know and and a lot of times we forfeit those rights and privileges we forfeit our blessings and our promises because we don't know that we have them we don't know that we are able to ask god for everything that we stand in need of or there are so many promises throughout scripture that god is giving to us but if we don't know his word if we don't know that those promises exist we don't go to him and ask him for those things so think about that you know think about what does that mean for you you have been adopted into the family you are god's child so you are heir to everything that he has what is it that he has for you that you are forfeiting or leaving on the table because you don't know that he has this for you you know it's important that we know god's word and know what it is that we can go to him and ask him for if you are not confident that you have this relationship today then today is the day take the first leap of faith which is believing that you can and you will receive you know take take a moment and and really search your heart and see if you know for sure without a doubt in your mind that your salvation is secure and if not then ask god i'm gonna go to romans 10 verses 9 to 11 and it says if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with god and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved as the scripture tells us anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced so that's your confirmation confess trust and believe and you will be saved i pray that you all receive what it is that god has for you in this message i'm gonna go ahead and close us in prayer and um i love y'all i i thank you for listening so let's go ahead and pray father god thank you so much for salvation lord thank you for providing a way for us to spend eternity in your presence father god help us to know in our hearts what that means for our daily lives father god help us to see the things that we need to do and to live out daily on this truth father god help us to share this truth with others and lord i pray that there's if there's anyone who's listening who is not sure of their salvation father god that you would convict them in this moment and lead them to someone who can help them on their journey as they grow father god even if it's me i'm willing i'm willing 
Lord, I pray that you would just help them to take that first step in trusting you. And Lord, we just give this day over to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.